podcast friends and welcome to our special episode of the IT Coffee Break. I'm Anastasia Lisiva, communication specialist at EPAM. I have a brain teaser for you today. What do you really need to know to ace your tech interview? Take a few seconds to reflect on that. In the meantime, we have an exceptional opportunity to look behind the scenes and learn what really happens during a tech interview at EPAM, how decisions are really made, and who your interview is. My co-host for today is Ilya Sudakov, lead software engineer who conducts technical interviews at EPAM Czech Republic. Hi, Ilya, and welcome to IT Coffee Break. Hi, Nastya. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining. And my first question would be, do you have your cup ready for IT Coffee Break? Of course. Great. Then let's get to know what you have in this cup uh, with a quick this or that game. I just ask a question and you choose between the two options you like the most. Ready? Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm ready. Cool. Let's play then. Okay. Your cup. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Java or Scala? Java. Okay, next one. Functional or imperative programming? Oh, let's say functional. <laughs> Tabs or spaces? Tabs, of course. And the last one, working from home or at the office? Working from office. So you're at the office with a cup of coffee and we're getting to this main discussion. So um, Mr. Truth about Java tech interview. The tech interview sometimes feels like... Um, an IQ test, IT IQ test. So when you prepare for this tech interview, you just learn top 50 or maybe 100 Java interview questions with answers, and you're just ready. Is it really so? Is it myth or truth? Basically, it is not a true, uh, just because uh, our technical interview, uh, it's more like a technical conversation, uh, not just a questionnaire. Uh, and uh, I do not like recommend just to prepare simple top top questions for Java interviews, because our main focus uh, will be on the candidate experience, but not on the just the theoretical knowledge. I see. So student approach is not that good. You've mentioned experience. So what technical skills, what experience, what expertise are we looking for? right now in our potential e-palmers. In the palm here, we hire to the company, not for the particular project, not for the particular uh, set of skills. But anyway, uh, like uh, I would say Java and related technologies <laughs> are needed. Uh, it is like uh, Spring, Hibernate, uh, Cloud, of course, uh, different cloud providers, different build tools. So it depends. So basically, as I mentioned uh, before, uh, we most focused on the candidate experience and trying uh, to understand, uh, let's say, the maturity, the seniority of the candidate. And of course, there are cases uh, when we hire like junior students, right? And in this case, uh, people do not have any experience. And so uh, we try to focus mainly on the topics that this particular person uh, learned and how uh, the candidate learned these skills and maybe trying to understand uh, a bit deeper of the, uh, of the candidate skills in these areas. 
what would be a red flag for you as a tech interviewer? I would say there are different red flags. Um, one of them, or maybe the first one for me, is then is when a candidate mentions some experience or skills in the CV, but during the interview, when I trying to ask something related to this experience, uh, candidates not able to answer anything right so this is the, the main red flag so because it is not acceptable to mention some skills and then actually do not have experience with that maybe another red flag uh, actually i faced with uh, it's when candidate trying to uh, search some information <laughs> during the interview uh, yeah it is actually very easy to recognize when the candidate is typing right something or when the candidate uh, wear glasses and uh, some information uh, just visible in the glasses, you know, <laughs> yeah, in the camera. Um, yeah, basically th these are two red flags for me, my red flags, I would say. Wow, thank you for sharing that. That really, you know, sounds like a student's exam. So when you're trying to find and research the information at the moment. Okay, how do you see it? Is a technical interview a skill and how to make it a win-win? interview yeah basically definitely a technical interview is a skill because uh like candidate uh, needs to have experience with it also if the uh, if the person just joined the interview without any previous interview experience maybe this person uh, will not be able to understand uh, what uh, what is needed uh, what how to show uh, the skills how to show hard skills and soft skills right how to behave on the interview when you as a candidate, as a candidate, if you have some experience and uh, you passed, let's say, uh, five, ten interviews, so basically uh, it will be much easier to present yourself uh, and to answer the question, questions related to your particular experience, uh, because this is the main focus. I see, I see. So once again, the most important part is the experience, but still, right. I'm, you know, I'm very noisy about the questions. How do you select these questions for an interview? Or do you ask the questions on the sport? Uh, of course, I prepare some questions for for individual candidate, uh, just because each uh, each person uh, has different CV, right, and different experience, and I'm trying to like cover some topics from the CV first of all. Just for example, for example, if the candidate mentioned that uh, has experience with the let's say database improvements or query optim database query optimization, so I will definitely ask how it was done and what exactly uh, was achieved or what what exact steps uh, needs to be done to analyze and improve some gaps some maybe performance or something uh, so this is my uh, questions and uh, of course there are topics um, like of course java questions maybe let's say spring for more questions and uh, they, they they may look like a uh, top top questions but any, anyway uh, again i'm trying to ask uh, questions related to the experience related to the practice uh, mainly focus on how to do this and this uh, using this framework or how to achieve or what are the drawbacks of uh, this uh, approach uh, you may name or something like that thank you so much and um, what is one thing you've realized conducting tech interviews at EPOM? It is a hard question actually for me. Um, 
because I'm, I'm trying to remember what, what I've learned. Uh, I've conducted so many interviews and maybe... How many bit, did you conduct, by the oh, way? I think uh, in, in total it will be around 200, maybe. Wow. Yeah. Uh, there was interviews for students, there was interviews for juniors, for seniors, for team leads. So, uh, I conducted interviews by myself, I conducted interviews with the co-interviewers, uh, with my mentor, with my mentee. Let's go to the second Mesa truth. So I guess one of the most stressful points at any tech interview is, uh, you know, you need to show clean code on a whiteboard and what are your feelings on that do we use this method at epom yes of course uh the one of the main parts uh, of the interview is a coding task but it is not like a, a only coding interview we not we don't spend like one hour two hours just for coding task it is usually a relatively small task uh, which will take uh, let's say 20 minutes maybe at most uh, and uh, of course it is not a whiteboard because <laughs> all the interviews conducted online uh, and uh, but it is like a whiteboard uh, interview we have um, uh, interior interview platform uh, which provide us uh, this possibility to write a code from candidate side and i from interviewer side also can uh, make some corrections uh, but uh, if we're talking about this task, the main uh, reason for having this is not just just to uh, resolve the task, but uh, to understand the way how the candidate is thinking and how the candidate can solve different problems. And this is also a communication between me as interviewer and the candidate. So candidate asks some questions uh, so I can provide additional information about the task or I can just change some inputs uh, and uh, just to see how the candidate will behave in this case and what the solution uh, the candidate can provide. Um, yeah, basically this, that's it. What would be your advice on how to prepare for real-time coding? Um, yeah, sure. Um, uh, for, for preparation for such coding task, um, it would be nice to to like to try uh, to try different platforms uh, and try to resolve the task uh, here online uh, without like pressure of the interview right and to understand the main steps of resolving different tasks and of course there are things like uh, algorithms and like time space complexity and this is uh, like essential things to know and uh, each task should be analyzed uh, and uh, this analysis should be provided for interviewer just to compare maybe different solutions using this time and space complexity for example okay thank you so much for that i think it would be most helpful to our candidates and if we are on a point of complexity i guess that the most difficult java interview questions are about multi-threading and concurrency is that true i don't think that uh, this is true I don't know why um, why people think that um, concurrency is so complicated. Uh, so basically, again, it depends on the experience, right? So if the candidate uh, has a wide experience with concurrency, with multi-threading, with such things, it, it will be not a problem to uh, answer questions, to just explain the solution, uh, explain the pros and cons. Uh, 
of the different approaches. But of course, it will be a problem for those who doesn't have experience with it, right? But uh, anyway, uh, if the candidate doesn't have experience with uh, something, so I will not go deeper to this, right? Because uh, I, I don't see a reason of doing this. Thank you so much for this explanation. But in that case, I would ask you here, what are the most difficult questions on a tech interview? Uh, in my opinion, <laughs> there are no most difficult questions, right? Uh, most for each person, uh, most difficult question is different. Uh, so for someone, maybe the most difficult question will be about uh, again multi-threading. Maybe for another person, the most difficult question or the most difficult part will be a coding task uh, or like database questions. Uh, so. I, I don't think that, that there is a most difficult question. What advice would you give someone who wants to join a Palm as a Java programmer? I think the most general advice is uh, don't give up, right? And uh, improve your skills. And uh, just uh, if if you want to join the Palm, so just let's do it. <laughs> That's it. Thank you very much. That's most motivational and inspiring. And um, uh, once again, getting to the interview process. So we've talked with our talent acquisition manager, Olga Kudryshova, about the regular process of interviews. And why don't we talk a little bit about the tech interview itself? So once again, Mesa Truth, very simply put, main interview stages would be introduction, QA session, closure and feedback. Is that true? Or did I forget something? Uh, yeah, basically uh, this is true. Uh, so we always start interview from uh, introduction from my side as an interviewer. Then uh, we'll go to the introduction from the candidate side. So candidate self-presentation, let's say. And after that, we cover some additional topics, uh, maybe some frameworks and Java and so on, so on. It depends on the interview. And of course, there is a coding task, right? Uh, and at the very end, it is a QA session from candidate side. So uh, if the candidate has questions, so we will discuss it uh, at the end of the interview and the closure from my side uh, uh, when I just uh, explain uh, the following the next steps. Uh, so what I need to do, I will provide my feedback. Uh, usually it is one uh, during one business day and only after my feedback, only after my decision, hiring manager uh, contact the candidate uh, like with the further steps. Yeah. Okay, thank you so much for highlighting this procedure. And you know, I think it is the most common tip that you have to ask questions. And what would be your recommendations here? What to ask? Uh, again, uh, it, it depends. So you mean that uh, what to ask from candidate side, right? Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned uh, at this QA session, you expect that a candidate would also um, ask some questions. Uh, basically, I don't expect any particular questions from candidate side. So side, it depends on the candidate. So we can discuss anything, right? We can discuss anything we want. So for example, uh, do you like work from office or work from home? So maybe I can share with the candidate uh, what it's like to work from the palm office, right? Or something like that. Uh, uh, you know, just uh, why why I I'm here in the palm. Uh, so I'm working for palm for more than five years. So. And some candidates ask usually why you are here, so why so long you work uh, in one company. 
I always uh, try to answer honestly, right, and provide clear answer from my side. Uh, so I don't see uh, like any problems with such questions. So anything can be asked during the QA, QA like session from candidate side. Please do answer to this question, Ilya. Ah. So you are more than five years at IPAM and you're almost two years at IPAM track and you have a wonderful career. So basically you started with a software engineer, then you became senior and now you're a lead. So why do you stay at IPAM? I like uh, the possibility, uh, maybe this is the, the not the main thing but i will not put any order just uh, uh, i'm trying to express my uh, thoughts my opinion here um one of the things it's a possibility to change projects right uh, i can basically i can change my job without changing the company right i can uh, switch between projects and gain uh, different experience i can of course i can uh, work with the uh, highly experienced uh, persons with the experts and I can learn a lot from them and in my practice uh, I met uh, a lot of uh, such uh, persons uh, and uh, I think I, I improved only because of the because of them right <laughs> because of the people I met here at pump uh, of course I like a flexibility uh, much because you know, we started the, this uh, session from the question uh, work from home or work from office at IPAM. You can work from home, you can work from office uh, any any time you want, right? And I like it also. I think uh, another another part of the IPAM uh, is the possibility to learn new things because there are uh, th th there is access to different courses like LinkedIn or uh, different internal IPAM learning system uh, and it is possible to actually learn anything and as I mentioned before uh, I can for example join a different project with the technology I'm not familiar with and I can just learn it uh, here at IPAM I don't need to maybe uh, search or different places uh, for for the information. Yeah, I think this is the these are main points I wanted to mention. Let's finish with the interview process, and we'll get back uh, to constant learning and constant change. So, uh, could you share what's the timeline of a tech interview? These four stages we were talking about: introduction, QA session, closure, and feedback. Uh, sure, usually um, interview will take uh, one and a half hour, but of course I'm trying to finish uh, my part, like including coding task uh, during this one hour, maybe one hour, 10 minutes. So so we'll have um, like more, more time for candidate in case of uh, different questions, we can discuss it. So uh, basically, the, the longest interview is the one and a half hour and I'm, I'm trying to not violate, let's say, this limit. You've told us uh, very sincerely what's unique about working at EPAM and could you please tell us what's unique about tech interview at EPAM? Uh, I think that uh, unique part uh, is that uh, uh, here at EPAM we have internal uh, interview program, right? And uh, the goal of that to have uh, interviewers uh, who will conduct the interview in the similar way uh, so it doesn't matter if you 
conducted the interview from Czech Republic, from USA, from India or some other locations. Uh, the structure of the interview, uh, the actually the flow of the interview um, like will be uh, more or less um, the same. And I think this is great. Yeah, I think that is one of the greatest uh, opportunities at EPAM that on one hand, uh, there is a local specific, but on the other hand, you feel yourself a part of EPAM Systems Global. And of course, it enriches you because you on one hand can uh, communicate with uh, colleagues from all over the world. But on the other hand, you don't need to invent the bicycle once again because you already have the flows, right? Yes, correct. What happens behind the scenes during the tech interview? So let's imagine we have our candidate and you had your tech interview. So how decisions are really made? What happens when the tech interview is mm -hmm. over, when this one and a half hour is over? What's next? Okay, uh, I'm trying to um, provide my feedback and I evaluate the candidate skills uh, according to uh, IPAM competency framework. Uh, so uh, based on the discussion we uh, just had, right? And I have one business day, so I have really have time to think uh, carefully on the, my decision and uh, uh, provide a good feedback. You know, I've been remembering um, my tech interviews and uh, there was a very popular thing with the brain teasers. So do you use brain teasers nowadays at tech interviews? What do you mean by brain teasers? Oh, you know, these tricky uh, logic questions that sometimes there is no logic there. It should be fun and relaxing, but on the contrary, it makes you nervous. Yes, it's not always fun and relaxing, but um, uh, there are like behavior questions. Uh, I usually ask a candidate, uh, how would you behave in such case? And uh, what just imagine what if you you are, let's say, a team lead and what would you do in such case uh, and so on, so on. So basically, uh, I mostly focused on behavior questions, not just like these tricky questions. Based on the answer, I can uh, I, I can analyze uh, the candidate experience, right? And how, how the candidate may behave in different cases. And I uh, discuss uh, one, uh, one case and then move to another case. Uh, so basically this is just a discussion and I do not expect any particular answer, right? So yeah, this is the main point. So basically what you're looking in a candidate could be like a triangle. So it could, it should be, you know, practical experience, right? The way of thinking, the knowledge and uh, this um, openness for discussion, for change. Right. Yeah, sounds good. Very well. And once again, circling back to you. Still, how does it feel to be a tech interviewer? 200 interviews. Wow. Why do you like doing interviews? I, I think I like it um, just because I'm a different people and uh, can, candidates shares uh, their experience, right? And it is interesting for me uh, to know uh, what happened in different companies in different countries, right? From different sides. Uh, so this is, I think, my main motivation to join these technical interviews. And of course, uh, another thing is that I am as a technical person uh, should always uh, be prepared for answer maybe tricky questions or should be prepared to um, for the, uh, particular technology or framework because how can I uh, ask a question about the 
framework if I do not have experience with it, right? That brings my next MISO true statement. So basically, uh, when we've done a uh, podcast uh, interview with Martin Sladek, um, our Java programmer, he mentioned that, you know, you always need to learn things throughout your life if you are a Java programmer. Change is the only constant. And you also mentioned that EPUM gives um, amazing opportunities for self-development, for constant learning. You have uh, uh, different roles and different projects. So could you please share uh, what's your experience here? And do you really need to constantly learn being a Java programmer? And yes and no, right? <laughs> because uh, at some point of time you can uh, learn one technology, let's say, and then you will use it on the project. And in case of um, lack of changes, let's say, if the customer, for example, uh, doesn't want to change uh, the technology, the process, so it means that as a Java developer, you will just use the same for some period of time. But uh, anyway, uh, it is also, just interesting, you know, for, for yourself, uh, not just for the particular project, to know what are the different approaches for the things things you you do every day, uh, and of course, uh, um, as a Java developer, uh, yes, we need um, uh, to learn constantly. Yeah. What frameworks and tools are a must in 2022? I think that the most important things are like frameworks like Spring, of course, like Hibernate. Of course, we as developers need to understand uh, cloud computing. So what are the client providers exist and maybe in some cases at least um, a comparison um, between cloud and uh, in-premise uh, solutions. Uh, I would also recommend uh, uh, just to deep dive a bit into DevOps practices just to understand uh, how their infrastructure things configured and how it actually works. And uh, uh, one point that in the palm, as I said, we hire for the company, not for the project. Uh, it's always um, uh, diff different technologies, right? And it's always uh, interesting to learn different things in the particular project. Thank you so much for that. And how do the changes in Java influence the coding experience itself? Java releases may uh, may influence, you know, the process in such a way that uh, we need to migrate to latest versions in some cases, right? We can uh, use uh, Java latest features uh, and, of course, uh, again, it depends uh, on the high-level solutions of whether we need to really uh, migrate to Java versions or not. But anyway, it will be always uh, nice or maybe a must to uh, to learn a new Java version. Not maybe not in very very deep way, but at least to understand what the, the difference between Java 17, Java 14, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, Got it. Okay. Thank you so much. What kind of Java experience are you looking for to bring to EPAM's team right now? Who is the perfect match for as a Java developer for EPAM right now? Uh, I think it is, uh, of course, experienced person with the uh, Java and related technologies, with cloud, with the Hibernate, uh, with the Kubernetes, like containerization and such things. It is always um, great to have um, the experienced person in the team, not only to uh, 
get benefits from it, uh, like from the candidate perspective, but also from the people who are here here in in the palm, because uh, yeah, in such cases, candidates uh, may provide something new for the for the client, for the project, yeah, for the company. Uh, you were mentioning that you had your mentor and you have your mentees. So could you tell us about the community life uh, of Java programmers at IPAM Czech Republic? Yeah, basically, as I said before, there are different ways of learning uh, here at IPAM and uh, we have uh, different programs um, to learn Java, to learn uh, Java frameworks and to improve uh, Java skills. Um, basically, more experienced people uh, help like less experience, uh, less senior people. And again, it depends also on the uh, particular uh, skill set, right? For example, uh, just maybe simple example, if one person wants to learn, let's say Maven and Gradle, but uh, this person doesn't have experience with it, we need to find uh, a good mentor for for him, for him uh, here at the palm and uh, this mentor will uh, help to improve the skills right we have uh, different programs uh, let's say uh, particular steps uh, to learn things and the mentor will help uh, to this community as you're mentioning that you like tricky questions i have a bonus myth or truth for you so as i was preparing for our conversation on linkedin i found a very popular post and it was stated that it industry is the only sphere where job interview is harder than the job itself what do you think about that I think in the palm, in some uh, cases, it's true, and in some cases, it's not true, uh, because again, as I mentioned before, we focused on the candidate experience, and it means that if the candidate has experience with uh, different technologies, and uh, we are okay with that, uh, it means that the, this candidate will join the project uh, with. Uh, the same or similar technologies and uh, the job for, for this person will not be uh, easier or harder than the interview, I think. And as Olga Kudryashova also mentioned that interviews, job interviews at EPOM are hard, but it is an enriching experience and with the proper preparation. And I do hope that uh, this conversation would be helpful to our candidates as well. Everything is possible, as you mentioned. Thank you so much, Ilya, for your openness and sharing all the details of the tech interview. And I'm circling back to the question I've asked right at the beginning. So what do you really need to know to ace your tech interview? How to crack the Java interview at EPAM? Let me answer this question in this, in this way. Uh, so first of all, um, be relaxed, right? Uh, don't be nervous. Uh, it, it will be just a technical conversation, right? Not the questionnaire. Be focused on your experience and uh, prepare maybe good good self-review as, as better as possible, but try to provide your best skills. Don't hesitate to ask questions. Uh, don't hesitate to provide your personal opinion uh, in different uh, topics and be prepared to coding task. Uh, it's again, it is not a huge coding task, but anyway, uh, uh, as experienced person, I think every everyone will be able to write some small piece of code and discuss the solution and provide the analysis. 
thank you, Leah, for these three very important recommendations and for a great talk. What was your takeaway for today? We welcome your feedback in the comments. Good luck with your next tech interview and see you at EPAM Prague. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Thank you very much. Bye bye.